This is Cody Smith, and you're listening to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. Today, I am going to be recording a Q&A for you guys. These are questions that have come in either from clients or from social media. Um, but very often I'll go into my story and I'll just kind of put up there like, hey, you know, what are some questions that you have about, you know, fitness, training, nutrition? And then I take those questions and then I make episodes out of them, um, ultimately to provide just more value to you guys out there who just want to learn more, who want to grow, who want to know more about this crazy thing that we call fitness. So as always, before we jump into the show, the first thing that I could really uh, use as far as some help is concerned from you guys is to go on to iTunes right now, right? I know it's something you hear all the time. You hear, hey, you know, Cody's asking for a review. But the reason that we do that, guys, is because ultimately there's a ton of garbage information out there. And we want to get this podcast into the hands of people that, you know, want to grow, who want to learn about training and nutrition the same way that you do. And the only way that we can do that is to to share it, to, to write ratings and reviews and to get this show to climb the charts uh, to get into, you know, in front of more people. And the way that we do that is from you guys. So go ahead over to iTunes right now. Pause the episode. Scroll down to the bottom of the episode. There's going to be a star, little indicator there. You can hit five stars and go ahead and give a review. And um, let me know what you think about the show. Let me know maybe some guests that you would like for me to invite on. Maybe some topics that you want me to cover. Um, and uh, go ahead and leave that rating review there. And then the second thing that I could use from you guys, go ahead and take a screenshot on your phone, post it onto your Instagram story, and then go ahead and tag me in it. I am at Coach Cody Smith. And uh, again, I ask you to do that because the rating reviews are about getting in front of more people. And the story is just really, I want to connect with you guys. I want to know who's listening to the show. I will share it on my story and, and give you a little bit of a shout out there. And um, just kind of thank you for, you know, sharing the, the word and the message of the show with more people. So um, without any further ado, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into the show. So I've got a list of questions here in my notes. I don't know how many I'll get through. But the thought is to just go through as many as I can, ultimately, so that, you know, as you listen to the show and you go and you scroll and decide, you know, a lot of times I, I find myself doing the same thing. I'm kind of just scrolling through people's shows and just looking for topics that I want to kind of learn about and learn more information on. So hopefully as you guys are scrolling and you see some of these topics uh, based off of whatever questions are answered here, you can get something from it and then, you know, walk away just a little wiser uh, around some of these things. So um, again, I don't know how many I'm going to get through, but I'm just going to chip away and we'll see if we can get through 30 to 45 minutes here and we'll go from there. Okay. So first question, this one came right off of Instagram. What tips do you have for new coaches starting out? So being a new coach in the fitness industry is very challenging, especially right now, because right now there's gyms closing. There are, gosh, there's tons of virtual and online coaches out there that are putting out information and it's really inundated and it's hard to break through. And I think sometimes it can be very challenging to, to, to really, you know, to be motivated about breaking through such a hard barrier, <clears throat> excuse me, to break through such a hard barrier. So um, because I know that, you got to really want it, right? And, and that's kind of the first place that I would start is that you have to really want to be a coach, right? A lot of times I've found across the years that people get into coaching because it's just something that seems cool, right? Like it seems like it's a hobby, something that gives them that notoriety and maybe that that prestige or that authority over other people. And I, I mean, that that's a that's a false way of thinking just because 
number one, the the end user, the client, the one that's going to learn from you is is really getting let down. They're the ones that are not going to really grow because you don't love coaching. You're you're getting into it just because of a status thing. So you have to really want it. And and you have to really want it more so than just being an authority because it's hard right now. It's hard to break through that that noise of everybody. So uh, number one, you have to really be clear and, and, and really want to be a coach. And you got to ask yourself that question of, you know, basically, am I willing to give up my own training and my own, you know, time to work on my body from time to time for the benefit of others? If your answer is yes, then by all means, keep on keeping on. But if your answer is no, then maybe coaching right now is not the best thing for you. So that's the first thing I would say is make sure that you really want it. Number two, make sure you have a very clear why, right? And the reason I say why is because on top of really wanting it and really pushing it and really to do the things that you need to do to get there, you have to have a, you have to be coming from a place of um, true sincerity, right? Like for me, I got into coaching because I remember sitting, you know, I I worked government contracting for a long time and I remember sitting at a radar console for 12 hours a day and all I did was dream about training and nutrition and and learning more about program design and all these different pieces of the puzzle. And I would sit there for 12 hours a day and I would go out on my break, I'd go to the, you know, the company computer, I would go on a blog, print out an article and I would go back in and I would read that article on night shifts while things weren't as busy while I was sitting there. I just was obsessed with training. I was obsessed with programming. I was obsessed with just fitness in general. And that obsession came from um, this understanding that every time I gained more knowledge, I was able to pay it forward. So prior to that, I was probably, I was at least 300 pounds. And, you know, at the time of me recording this, I'm about 225, but I was about 300 plus pounds, no significant muscle mass. I was overweight. I was going through a terrible breakup. And on top of that, I had to lose a ton of weight to get into the Navy. And I, and I was just in this bad place of, you know, a lot of the things in my life were going really badly. And uh, there was this goal that I wanted to join the military and I was too fat to get into it. So I, this led me into a deep dive of, of really trying to figure out how to lose the weight. And as I started to search and, you know, you get on your, your Googles and your Yahoos and all these different places and you're topping in, you know, how to lose weight, you know, best diet for fat loss. And you're looking up these things. And I was just inundated with the most garbage information, everything from paleo to Atkins to Weight Watchers to Nutrisystems to, and this isn't to say that any of those things are bad. I mean, they, they may be good in their own right and work for some people. Um, but my point of sharing that is that there was so much information out there that I was really confused. Um, I remember that, you know, based off of the, you know, certain books that I would read that, uh, I remember boiling hot dogs and thinking that eating these hot dogs only and not having any carbohydrates was going to help me to lose weight. And I struggled and, and did a lot of things that ultimately like, sure, I lost the weight, but the minute, the minute I got into the military, <clears throat> I started to gain weight again. There I was, right back where I was before, you know, struggling with my body weight, struggling with all these different things. And uh, I was no better off. Like, sure, I'd gotten into the military, but I was no better off than I was before, and I was still struggling with my weight. So fast forward a little bit, as I started to learn more about training and nutrition, I became a little, a little smarter, a little wiser, and started to learn principles that really worked for me and that allowed me to keep the weight off. And then as I, as, you know, I achieved results and people started asking me questions and I started sharing with them and they started achieving results, it almost became this moral obligation that I had to help people to cut through the noise 
of everything that is out in the world. And then it, you can fast forward even, even with that with training. I mean, I read every muscle and fitness, every men's health magazine that you could possibly imagine. And I did that for years as well. And my, a lot of my off time was either spent reading those things and learning, but on top of just the nutrition problem, I started getting into training. And, and at the same, at that time, what I knew as far as like, you know, working out was concerned was 100% bodybuilding and 30 minutes on the treadmill. Like that was it. Do, you know, long back and biceps one day, chest and triceps the next day. And, and that was how I lived my life forever. And I, I couldn't put on muscle. I couldn't get the types of results that I was searching for. And, and that was very stressful at the time. So this led to a deep dive into training too. And what I found is that there's not really a one size fits all type of training for people. There is just types of training that really, I, I like to say that the type of programming that I give and the type of coaching that I give is, uh, it's like the MMA of, you know, strength and conditioning and that I take all types of different modalities and I turn them into a program for people and um, allow them to have a program that fits them best based off of whatever their goal is. So as I started to learn these different things and discover these different principles, um, I basically decided that, you know, I would spend my career and my life helping people to understand these things so that they can get through, you know, the five to six years that it took me to really find my way and to really find a type of training and nutrition that works for the most amount of people. So I share that story with you guys primarily because you have to have a valid why as to why you're going to coach, right? What is that reason that you, you, you want to pay it forward? Because if it's financial, uh, I'm telling you, you, you really have to be a hustler to make, you know, good money as a strength and conditioning coach. You have to learn marketing, you have to learn sales, you have to learn advertising, you have to learn how to produce content. Uh, there, there's all these different pieces of the puzzle and you have to have a reason um, that is deep and rooted into why you want to do those things. So uh, number one, you got to really want it. Number two, you have to have a valid reason why. Okay. And, and, and I guess the last way that I'll answer this for um, my new coaches out there starting out, and I'll actually show, I'll share two more pieces. Um, the next one is, what is your vision for your coaching, right? If you were to stretch this thing out lo long term, right, because we know where you are right now, you're just getting into the game, you don't really know uh, what to do, that's where you are, right? And, and if you've been following my show for any period of time, you know I'm, I'm, I really like to establish the facts and, the, you know, the current location of where you are in any part of your journey, whether it's coaching, fat loss, gaining muscle, gaining performance, whatever it may be, getting better for a sport, where are you now? right? Where are you at in that journey now? And then what's your big vision for that? Okay. So down the road, if I said, you know, gun to your head, no fears of failure, you know, no financial stipulations required, where would you want to be? Do you want to be a gym owner? Do you want to coach hundreds of people? Do you want to coach coaches? Do you want to write books? Do you want to write blogs? Like what is that broad and sweeping idea and place that you would like to be? And once you get very clear about that, and, and, and go deep with it, guys. Think about the type of client that you want to coach, right? The, you know, the type of environment or relationship you want to create between you and your clients. You know, if you're, if you're going to build a gym, what does that look like, right? What, what type of music will you play? What are the colors? Like, start to really, excuse me, create this, like, big, broad, sweeping vision of what you want this thing to be, right? And then you just simply identify the gap between those places, right? Where you are now, where are you at now? Where do you want to be? Who are your dream clients? And then you start going towards that thing, okay? And then the next piece of the puzzle would be to take the first step or hire a coach, 
right? As a coach, I can't tell you guys, I'm such a big fan of coaching and mentoring. I've had coaches now of my own, been coaching, doing fitness thing for about 10 years. I have had a coach of my own for probably six out of those 10 years. The first four years, obviously, I'm like most people. I think I know it all. I think I've got it figured out. I'm going to do this on my own. I don't need anybody. And I just kind of stumbled around and never really made it anywhere. And then as I started hiring coaches and started investing in me in a big, in a, in a big way, um, my businesses grew. My businesses 10X'd. I started making friends in the industry, started networking, started getting uh, – you know, kind of like locked in with, with other coaches in my field and my business and my following and all these things grew. But that all came from uh, just a realization that I could really benefit from coaching too. Um, so that's really my advice for new coaches. Number one, you got to really want it. Number two, know why you're coaching. Number three, what is your big vision? Like what, what type of coaching you want to do? Who's your dream clients? Um, and then uh, hire a coach. Uh, and I guess I kind of snuck a last one in there would be to just get started. I think sometimes people worry so much about, you know, what is that first step? Just simply take that first step, right? So any anybody promising you that they have a, a five-step formula to make you a bigger, better coach or, you know, we, we, get, we all get tons of DMs and tons of emails and tons of messages like, here, grow your coaching practice from, you know, this thing. Join this free group. Buy my course. Um, a lot of those times, those are not something that you want to pursue just because they don't uh, they, they're, they're trying to teach you, um, they're trying to teach you their method. Whereas really you just have to find what works from you and, and go and do it. Not from somebody who, you know, worked with 50 clients and now they're coaching people how to do their business. You need to work with somebody who's built successful businesses and has coached hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients that knows what you're going through and can help you with those things. So that's, that's how I'm going to, uh, finish with that question. Okay. Um, next one, how to gain knowledge as a coach. Okay. So, um, this question, uh, matter of fact, a lot of these questions came off of IG. Um, so how to gain knowledge as a coach. So that's something that I can relate to on so many levels because that is an often, um, it's a thing that I know that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people really struggle with. Um, because as coaches, we want to learn it all, right? We want to, we want to learn it all. We want to know it now. And we want to have all the answers for our clients. Now, in, in, in a lot of cases, that is an amazing, admirable, very respectful place to try to be as a coach, to understand that you don't know it all and you want to know it all. But just know that if you studied for 24 hours a day for the rest of your life, you would not be able to decipher the information that you need to or even that you want to. There's just too much of it out there. The, the, the way that I think that anybody should do, you know, advancement in their, you know, their knowledge around coaching in any way, shape, or form would be to simply start with what are your weaknesses as a coach right now? So I think coaches, you know, we juggle a bunch of different things. We juggle, um, so, you know, for gym owners, we juggle business, we juggle marketing, uh, sales, uh, creating systems and processes. We, we juggle optics, um, our teams. Those are different things that... Um, we have to juggle as gym owners. Now, coaches in general, it's usually going to be nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, um, training, program design, right? And then obviously coaching and understanding communication with people and stuff like that. So if we look at all these facets, I don't know if you're a gym owner, I don't know if you're you know, a coach listening to this, but if you are, if you happen to be juggling these things, out of those things, what are one or two that you're most weak in? 
right? Because you're only as strong as your biggest weakness. So if you decide simply which one of those things is your weakness, um, now you can start to up-level your game, right? And you, you want to bring all of your parts to a balance before you start, you know, working on all the other parts that you may be versed at. An example of that could be, let's say you're very good at program design. You've spent tons of years really nerding out on that, <clears throat> but you don't need nutrition. And that's, that's literally where I was probably four years ago. Uh, I had spent so much time understanding program design on a deep level. And um, I, I spent a lot of time investing in other coaches and other programs to learn their methods and to, to try to get an idea of what their philosophy meant and how I could benefit as far as executing with my clients with their methods. So I spent a lot of time learning everything. I mean, I spent time uh, following conjugate style programming, like Westside Barbell stuff, uh, a la my friend uh, Louis Simmons. Um, I did a bunch of... Uh, training from a guy named Rudy Nielsen, who used to run a company called Outlaw. Um, that that was kind of like a hybrid CrossFit thing. He he ran this program called Limited Conjugate, which is um, kind of based off of some of the stuff that Louis Simmons did as far as assistance exercises and uh, max effort day and dynamic effort day. And um, what he would do would he would blend he would blend in conditioning with that as well. I followed that for a little bit. I followed various coaches through. Uh, different CrossFit programs and hired coaches to write me my own individual programs. And uh, I took all of these systems. I mean, I followed straight Olympic lifting templates, power I mean, I literally followed a little bit of everything so that I could gain an understanding of it. Um, so once I had spent all that time understanding program design, I got to this place where I really needed to understand, uh, or I came to this realization that I didn't have a deep enough understanding in nutrition. So just like most things, I just started studying, right? I, I, I would, um, my, my, my thing that I do every single day is, is I call it discover and declare. So what I often will do is I'll spend anywhere between 45 and 60 minutes every single day, you know, over the course of the weeks. I mean, we're talking, I can, I can learn anywhere from five to seven hours of new content every single week on a given subject. <clears throat> and now that, that, you know, that's kind of shifted. I've got a great understanding of nutrition, a great understanding of program design, business ownership, marketing, all these things are kind of under control, but now really my focus is understanding the psychology of people and um, a little bit more on the marketing side. But when I was learning nutrition at the time is I just spent an hour every day reading articles. I would go on things like Mass Research Review, I would go on PubMed, uh, examine.com, and I would just learn. And then of course I was chasing certifications. I did certifications through OPEX. Uh, I did... Uh, my wife did precision nutrition, and as she went through that, I kind of followed along. I got information from that. Uh, I went and got certified through NCI, um, which is Nutritional Coaching Institute with uh, my man Jason Phillips. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time advancing my, my knowledge, but it, it all was spent just doing something an hour a day. So for, for coaches out there or gym owners out there right now that are listening, if you're kind of stuck into how to gain knowledge, what I would just simply recommend is – Look at where you are as a coach right now, right? And this is going to kind of piggyback off of my last answer. Where are you at right now in your coaching and in your gym ownership, whatever that may be, and what needs to change or what needs to level up? Now, once you've done that, um, I think we just need to, you know, once you've kind of brought all of your sums up to into balance and you've, you've got a good, good enough understanding over all those things, do the same thing. Pick something you're interested in, go learn about it, create this, 
create, you know, in your coaching practice uh, a, a new gap. Like let's say you get a lot better at program design, you need to go learn more about nutrition, and you just slowly raise all these pieces up together because we do. We, we juggle all these different things as coaches. Um, but I think just a good basic practice with this would be to pick a subject and spend about an hour a day learning from it. Um, obviously, I'm an evidence-based coach. I much prefer science. I much prefer the studies. So I would say subscribing to some sort of research review is always important just because you can go and read from the sources in the science yourself. Um, go get coached by other people to learn how they do things. Ask lots of questions. Um, and then just be, you know, be a constant learner. I'm a big fan of reading. Go get, you know, go look up a subject that you would like to learn about or you don't know enough about and go read every book you can find on it. Um, as far as gaining knowledge, it's just important to, to recognize where you're weak and to try to bring those things up and just be okay with, be okay with knowing that you're not expected to know everything, right? You just want to have a good enough understanding over, you know, enough topics that you're able to help your clients. And if you're helping your clients and you're not being negligent, um, it doesn't matter if you know all, you know, all the advanced tactics that you think you need to know. Just know enough to be able to help people and just be constantly working to expand in your um, knowledge around coaching. All right, next question. Do coaches need certifications? It depends, okay? so. I think first and foremost, you need to have a certification just so that you are credible, right? And, and, I, and in the world we live in now, I mean, it's even that's debatable what's credible and what's not. Um, but I think it helps, right? It helps give you the confidence to know that you have a piece of paper that a company or organization is, you know, giving you the nod and telling you that you know enough to go and help other uh, coaches or to, to help clients and stuff like that. Um, I think certifications, uh, at least one certification is important. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been coaching for 10 years, and I've had zero people ask me how many certifications I have. I mean, I've spent a lot of time accruing them. Uh, I try to go to one certification or at least one in-person seminar, um, you know, every three to four months. Now, that's changed right now during COVID season. I actually haven't gone to one single seminar all year, um, but I have done a course um, through the, the guys that um, – the guys over with uh, who work with Bedro Schoolian at the um, Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, I did go and do some coaching in a seminar with him. Uh, it was virtual, but that was kind of my thing for this year. I didn't really, it's hard to really find anything else. Um, so I think that certifications, I think you can coach just fine without them. And I wouldn't encourage any, everybody to go be a cert, or, you know, certification chaser. But I think it is important to at least have one so that you're credible and then make sure that you're spending a ton of time learning as many things as possible, right? And that kind of piggybacks off the last thing with gaining knowledge. Now, you know, and, and some of the best seminars that I went for, that I've gone to didn't have a certification attached to it. It was just I went and learned a concept. Um, some of the most amazing things that I've learned came from nothing that had to do with the certification. So um, do coaches need certifications? It depends because I think part of that answer is yes. But I also don't think I, I've, uh, and, and, and not to really offend anybody, and if I do, I apologize, but uh, I've met some coaches that are, that are less than stellar who have, you know, 15, 20 certifications, and some of the best coaches I know have a single certification. So um, to, to think whether you having a certification or not makes you a good or bad coach is, is, is really 
um, I think is a, is a negligent way of thinking. But uh, I do think having at least one certification and spending some time continuing your, your education quarterly, if not yearly at the minimum, uh, I do think that is important. And, it, and in some cases, certifications don't need to accompany those as long as you're just going somewhere to level up your game. So hopefully that helps with uh, that question. Okay, um, let's see here. Okay, um, last question here, and I think I'm going to call it from there, okay? Um, how to find the best diet. Okay, so um, here's the deal. There, there is no best diet, right? And I, I want to explain a concept with you guys that I, I believe wholeheartedly, and I think that it's a very important concept to understand. And I actually, the first person I heard talk about this was a, a guy by the name of Sam Miller. I actually had him on the show maybe, maybe two years ago, um, maybe a year and a half, something like that. Um, Sam is probably one of the smartest men that I've met inside of like, you know, hormone health associated with lifestyle and nutrition. Um, he, uh, he, he runs a, a company called Oracle. And um, the way that he explained it to me and, and, and what makes perfect sense is that you have diets and you have nutrition. Okay, and, and here's where they're, they're kind of, you know, segued and different. So a diet says, you know, here, Johnny, uh, you, this is how you must eat. Here's this box, right? And to use paleo as an example, uh, just because it's what I'm most, uh, I, I spent a lot of time doing the paleo diet uh, early on in, my, in, in my, my CrossFit days. And what that says is that, Johnny, if you're going to eat this paleo diet, you have to eat mostly meats, mostly vegetables, a little bit of fruit, and you can't have any processed carbs whatsoever, right? Stay away from the sugar, basically drink only water and, and, and tea and 100% natural juices, right? That's what the paleo diet says. But let's say Johnny does the paleo diet to the best of his ability, and he wants to go to his, uh, his sister's birthday party, right? Sisters having cupcakes and brownies or you know, just desserts and all these different things. And now Johnny thinks he can't have that cupcakes, those cupcakes, right? And then maybe another week later, he's got some friends that are going out and they're going to have some beers and some burgers. Well, Johnny does the paleo diet. He's not allowed to have that. Eventually, Johnny is going to break and he's going to have himself in a situation to where he's going to binge, right? So this creates a, a, a very poor relationship with food and with the way that you interact with the types of things that you put in your body. So a diet is just that. A diet says you have to eat within this parameter or these parameters in this box no matter what. No matter the situation, this is what you have to do. And if you don't eat within that box, you are not successful in your diet, right? So take that same concept and maybe Johnny does paleo diet, but not only is Johnny trying to fit into this box of the paleo diet, but that box actually doesn't work for him based off of his lifestyle, based off of his genetics, based off of um, his mindset. That diet does not fit Johnny the best because Johnny really loves cakes, right? He really loves pizza. He li really loves burgers. He, he loves things that are out. He likes rice. He likes, um, he likes to have more fruit than, than most people, right? So trying to stick within a certain diet 
in a lot of cases I've found with coaching clients with their nutrition throughout the years. Uh, and if you are a person listening to this and you need help with coaching, by all means, shoot me either a direct message. You can always email me, Cody at virtuousfit.com. Um, you could also click in my Instagram bio. There's a link to, to apply for a free strategy call with, uh, with uh, my team and I. Um, but <clears throat> inside of my coaching practice and, and how my team runs this is that we never will try to stick somebody in a particular box. We are a much bigger fan of the nutrition conversation, right? So when we talk about nutrition, nutrition says rather than sticking a person into a particular diet, I want to know what is the best diet for that person. And then I want to give them that. Right? So it becomes much easier for the person to stick to something when it fits them more uh, on, a, on, a, on a bigger level or it's something they can, um, they can easier adhere to. Right? Because we know adherence is the most important thing inside of a diet because it doesn't matter or inside of anything really because it doesn't matter how great the diet is, how great the nutrition protocol is, how great your plan is if the person is not going to stick to it. So the best diet, I wouldn't say there is one. Right? But I will tell you the best diet is going to be the one that you can stick to, period. And there's, there's really no other way to go about it other than that, other than knowing that I think we need to think less about the type of diet that we're eating, whether it's keto or, or paleo or I'm a macros person or um, I do slow carb or I intermittent fast. None of those things are really important. As long as calories are accounted for, you're eating enough um, protein to recover and to sustain, and you have enough fats for healthy hormones. Um, the 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 rest of it is 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 really not as important as making sure that number one you can stick to the diet, and number two, um, it fits you on a on a on a deeper level. So um, that's all I've got for you guys today. That was a couple questions for you. Um, I really like these Q&As, so uh, if you don't follow me on social media already, go ahead and hop on Instagram and give me a follow. I'm at Coach Cody Smith. Um, feel free to really at any time if you want to reach out. Um, I know during this time, especially we're actually experiencing our second lockdown, um, a, a lot of us across the United States here, and that's a tough time. So um, uh, I've been trying to, to be more forthcoming with information, and really I always want to be healthy, hel uh, helpful in general anyways. But um, if you do have a question about training nutrition and uh, or maybe you're looking to hire a coach and want to know the, the type of things that we offer remotely here um, inside of our business with Virtuous Coaching, you can always reach out. Um, uh, links for strategy calls and stuff are in the show notes as well. But I hope this show was helpful to you and um, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today and tuning into the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. I release episodes every single week. You can find me at Coach Cody Smith in the gym at Virtuous Fitness WA on Instagram to stay up to date with all things Virtuous Fitness. Before you go, head over to iTunes and give this show a rating review. That is how we grow this show and make it even more impactful for you. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.